So someone you love has a mental illness, someone in your sphere of influence, someone you care about, somebody that you know. You find out that they have a mental illness. Well, where do you go from here? You don't want to upset them. You don't want to cause damage, but you want them to know that you care, you understand, and you want to support them in any way you can. That's what we're going to talk about on Shattered the Podcast today. I hope you join me. Subscribe, like, and share. Finding out that someone you love, someone that you care about, has a mental illness can be distressing, to say the least. Especially when you don't really understand what mental illness is, how it happens, and what a person's life is going to be like now that they've presented with a mental illness. Now, a lot of people initially when they find out about somebody's mental illness will start walking around on eggshells. I remember when I was a kid, I was at this party and they threw, they put a bunch of eggs on the ground and they blindfolded a person and then um, picked up all the eggs and then put peanut shells down and then asked the person to walk through the room blindfolded. Now, of course, you can put a lot more peanuts down than you can eggs, but every time they stepped on them and and crunched them, you could see on their face that they got more and more nervous. They thought they were stepping on eggs, not peanuts, because they were blindfolded. This can be often what it's like when you're next to a person with a mental illness. In that you're walking around with a blindfold on and every crunch you hear, you feel that you've damaged something in this person. That's what I mean by walking on eggshells. You're nervous, you're tense, you don't want to step on the eggs. You don't want to be the cause of any more pain. And that is a legitimate response. But is it the right response? When my parents came to town after my daughter's suicide attempt, I went to great lengths for us to discuss the funny parts of her being in a psych ward, not that there were many, but in a very lighthearted manner to normalize the conversation, to show my daughter that we can talk about it with people and not be suffering the stigma of I have to keep my mouth shut because I might upset people because of my experience of being in a psych ward. Now, having been in one myself, she and I can discuss it in a way perhaps that other people can't. But what did that conversation do? Chatting about it in front of my parents. And I want to mention something, and and I need this to not be a criticism. I don't want anybody to think that I am upset or mad at this situation. But my parents have never discussed with me my suicide attempt. It happened in a horrible week. 
we had lost my grandfather. I was definitely grieving. Uh, there were, in the lead up to the funeral, there were complications. Uh, I wasn't going to be able to get up there for the funeral, which devastated me. Um, if there's a person that I would have wanted to speak at their funeral, it would have been my grandfather's. Complicated, but wonderful man uh, who suffered undiagnosed PTSD for a number of years and who in his last 20 years had opened up to me massively about his war experiences. He was sitting there chatting to me and his wife, my nan, my grandma comes in and listens to the conversation and she says to him, Cliff, I've never heard you speak about the war before. Why are you chatting to Mark about it? And he said something interesting. He said, it's because nobody's ever been interested and he really wants to know. At the time, I didn't understand that. I do now. Being able to talk about something as complicated as mental illness freely, openly, without fear of stigma or rebuke or creating the eggshell syndrome around you. Nobody wants to uh, do anything that could in any way upset you because it might send you off, might give you an episode. Now, as we've said, this is a legitimate fear that people have, and I'm not trying to take away from that. But what I tried to do with my daughter is to discuss her mental health in such a way that it's normal. Now, at that dinner where I was laughing with Maya about some of the things that happened in the psych ward, and I tried to do this the whole time she was there. Um, she became something of a rebellious leader, <laughs> a Castro or a Che Guevara in the in the psych ward, she would not want to comply and she would, in essence, make it so that other kids would not comply also. I found this hilarious. Um, so they said, we're going to do exercise. Well, getting my daughter to exercise is like asking for a kidney. You can ask, you're not going to get one. But I did that specifically in front of my parents and, and they spoke to me about it later. My mum mentioned to me that she was really surprised that we were talking about it so openly, trying to find the humour in the situation. Why I mention my parents in this one is because my parents now will discuss mental illness openly, freely, they have a really great understanding of mental illness and a lot of it came from my brother's PTSD from service in the military and the comparisons that his behaviour had with my late grandfather's. 
my daughter will discuss with me openly and honestly how she feels at any day or time because she knows that it's out of genuine concern for her well-being and we might be doing an activity and I will stop the activity. I'll take her aside and, are you doing okay? Not to single her out, not to make it so that she has an excuse to not participate, but to make sure that she's in a safe space. So my recommendation is if you've got somebody around you that has a mental illness, you can discuss it. You can talk about it, but it's best to initiate that discussion in private. Find two minutes when you are alone. Say you find out that they have a mental illness. Take them aside, and I'm not talking about a stranger. I know the public service, you, you, you can, in certain jobs, you can feel like you should be a part of everybody's lives. Now, I'm not talking about just walking up to some random and going, oh, I heard you have schizophrenia. Tell me all about it. It's more, we're working closely together. I understand you have some mental health issues. Is there anything you need from me in that space? Now, they might just be able to tell you about some of their triggers. Um, Please don't try and trick me or frighten me because not only will I get scared, I will have potentially a mental health episode. Um, Please try to listen to me in a meeting. I mean, you should do that anyway. I don't know what an individual person is going to come up with because everybody's needs are different. In my last job, I now look back and know that I was in the middle of a mental health crisis at the time where the job of my life, the job that I loved, the job that I felt I was born for was ripped away from me because the people around me didn't understand my behaviours, they didn't understand the causes behind it and they made no effort to try and understand them. What's tough about that is I had a job that I loved, doing something I loved, that I would have done anything for. With people that I loved who have never spoken to me from the day I left that workplace. Mental illness discrimination is real, but it's not necessary and it's not unavoidable. Have a conversation. Get the person with the mental health problems involved in that conversation in a safe way. If you have mental illness complications, bring it up to that person. If you're in a place where you're able to talk about it more openly, do that in front of that person. 
Coming up this week, we're going to have a special episode of Shattered the Podcast. It's going to be a complete season. It's Conversations with Mary. And we're going to be talking to my wife about what it's like to live with a person with mental illness right from the beginning. Finding out they have a mental illness through ongoing, through uh, treatment and all that sort of stuff. Mary is fascinating. She is intelligent. She has studied mental health like nobody I've ever seen. Her insights are amazing. And I look forward to bringing you that conversation. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. want to get the word out about the podcast. want my pain to have a reason. And I want to normalize conversation around the areas of mental illness. Have a great week. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Shattered, the podcast. I'd like to thank our producer, Meredith Brosnan, our executive producer, Torian Lau, and the band Adelaide for allowing us to use their song as our theme. Go to shatteredthepodcast.com for more information. Welcome to Shattered, the podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss mental illness. It's by a sufferer for sufferers and for the people that are looking to understand what it's like to live with mental illness. Finding out that someone you love, someone that you care about has a mental illness can be distressing to say the least. Especially when you don't really understand what mental illness is, how it happens, and what a person's life is going to be like now that they've presented with a mental illness. Now, a lot of people initially when they find out about somebody's mental illness will start walking around on eggshells. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I was at this party and they threw... They put a bunch of eggs on the ground and they blindfolded a person and then um, picked up all the eggs and then put peanut shells down and then asked the person to walk through the room blindfolded. Now, of course, you can put a lot more peanuts down than you can eggs, but every time they stepped on them and, and crunched them, you could see on their face that they got more and more nervous. They thought they were stepping on eggs, not peanuts, because they were blindfolded. This can be often what it's like when you're next to a person with a mental illness. In that you're walking around with a blindfold on and every crunch you hear you feel that you've damaged something in this person. That's what I mean by walking on eggshells. You're nervous, you're tense, you don't want to step on the eggs. You don't want to be the cause of any more pain. And that is a legitimate response. But is it the right response? When my parents came to town after my daughter's suicide attempt... I went to great lengths for us to discuss the funny parts of her being 
in a psych ward, not that there were many, but in a very light-hearted manner to normalize the conversation, to show my daughter that we can talk about it with people and not be suffering the stigma of I have to keep my mouth shut because I might upset people because of my experience of being in a psych ward. Now, having been in one myself, she and I can discuss it in a way perhaps that other people can't. But what did that conversation do? Chatting about it in front of my parents. And I want to mention something, and, and I need this to not be a criticism. I don't want anybody to think that I am upset or mad at this situation. But my parents have never discussed with me my suicide attempt. It happened in a horrible week. We had lost my grandfather. I was definitely grieving. Uh, there were, in the lead up to the funeral, there were complications. Uh, I wasn't going to be able to get up there for the funeral, which devastated me. Um, if there's a person that I would have wanted to speak at their funeral, it would have been my grandfather's. Complicated but wonderful man uh, who suffered undiagnosed PTSD for a number of years and who in his last 20 years had opened up to me massively about his war experiences. He was sitting there chatting to me and his wife, my nan, my grandma comes in and listens to the conversation and she says to him, Cliff, I've never heard you speak about the war before. Why? Are you chatting to Mark about it? And he said something interesting. He said, it's because nobody's ever been interested. And he really wants to know. At the time, I didn't understand that. I do now. Being able to talk about something as complicated as mental illness freely, openly, without fear of stigma or rebuke, or creating the eggshell syndrome around you. Nobody wants to uh, do anything that could in any way upset you. Because it might send you off. Might give you an episode. Now, as we've said, this is a legitimate fear that people have. And I'm not trying to take away from that. But what I tried to do with my daughter is to discuss her mental health in such a way that it's normal. Now, at that dinner where I was laughing with Maya about some of the things that happened in the psych ward, and I tried to do this the whole time she was there. Um, she became something of a rebellious leader, <laughs> a Castro or a Che Guevara in the, in the psych ward. She would not want to comply and she would, in essence, make it so that other kids would not comply also 
I found this hilarious. Um, so they said, we're going to do exercise. Well, getting my daughter to exercise is like asking for a kidney. You can ask, you're not going to get one. But I did that specifically in front of my parents and, and they spoke to me about it later. My mum mentioned to me that she was really surprised that we were talking about it so openly, trying to find the humour in the situation. Why I mention my parents in this one is because my parents now will discuss mental illness openly, freely. They have a really great understanding of mental illness and a lot of it came from my brother's PTSD from service in the military and the comparisons that his behavior had with my late grandfather's. My daughter will discuss with me openly and honestly how she feels at any day or time because she knows that it's out of genuine concern for her well-being. And we might be doing an activity and I will stop the activity. I'll take her aside and are you doing okay? Not to single her out, not to make it so that she has an excuse to not participate, but to make sure that she's in a safe space. So my recommendation is if you've got somebody around you that has a mental illness, you can discuss it. You can talk about it. But it's best to initiate that discussion in private. Find two minutes when you are alone. Say you find out that they have a mental illness. Take them aside, and I'm not talking about a stranger. I know the public service, you, you, you can, in certain jobs, you can feel like you should be a part of everybody's lives. Now, I'm not talking about just walking up to some random and going, oh, I heard you have schizophrenia. Tell me all about it. It's more, we're working closely together. I understand you have some mental health issues. Is there anything you need from me in that space? Now, they might just be able to tell you about some of their triggers. Um, please don't try and trick me or frighten me. Because not only will I get scared, I will have potentially a mental health episode. Um, please try to listen to me in a meeting. I mean, you should do that anyway. I don't know what an individual person is going to come up with because everybody's needs are different. In my last job, I now look back and know that I was in the middle of a mental health crisis at the time where the job of my life, the job that I loved, the job that I felt I was born for, was ripped away from me because the people around me didn't understand my behaviors. They didn't understand the causes behind it. And they made no effort to try and understand them. What's tough about that is I had a job that I loved, doing something I loved that I would have done anything for. 
with people that I loved who have never spoken to me from the day I left that workplace. Mental illness discrimination is real, but it's not necessary and it's not unavoidable. Have a conversation. Get the person with the mental health problems involved in that conversation in a safe way. If you have mental illness complications, bring it up to that person. If you're in a place where you're able to talk about it more openly, do that in front of that person. Coming up this week, we're going to have a special episode of Shattered the Podcast. It's going to be a complete season. It's Conversations with Mary. And we're going to be talking to my wife about what it's like to live with a person with mental illness right from the beginning. Finding out they have a mental illness through ongoing, through uh, treatment and all that sort of stuff. Mary is fascinating. She is intelligent. She has studied mental health like nobody I've ever seen. Her insights are amazing. And I look forward to bringing you that conversation. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. want to get the word out about the podcast. want my pain to have a reason. And I want to normalize conversation around the areas of mental illness. Have a great week. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Shattered the Podcast. I'd like to thank our producer, Meredith Brosnan, our executive producer, Torian Lau, and the band Adelaide for allowing us to use their song as our theme. Go to shatteredthepodcast.com for more information.